This podcast is a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to find out more. Hello, everyone. It is Radio Mike here, and uh, I'm just uploading here and doing a little intro for part three of my appearances on 3AW Afternoons here in Melbourne with DD. Dunleavy. Um, If you are not familiar with this, basically for the past probably 10 weeks or so, um, I've been filling in on a movies and TV segment on 3AW, which is a talkback radio station here in Melbourne um, with DD Dunleavy, who is an old friend of mine who helped me get into radio when I finished uni. Now I'm um, doing stuff on her show, which has been really fun. This one is a little shorter than part one and part two, and this will be the last one. Um, because there was only two weeks left. Now it's finished up for the year. It was an awesome opportunity. I'm really grateful to Dee Dee, uh, whose show won in the ratings for her time slot again, which is awesome. And I've been super stoked to be a part of it for the last few weeks. This time, uh, we t- there's two segments here from the radio where we talk about uh, the, the second one, because it was yesterday that, that I did it, um, is about the Sex and the City reboot, or not reboot, it's more of a sequel series to Sex and the City, and it's called And Just Like That. Um, uh, pre-warning for you, I've never seen anything to do with Sex and the City, so this was my first experience of it. Um, so keep that in mind when you listen to me talking about it. And the week before that, we actually talked about um, this Spice Girls documentary series, which is called... I believe it is called Spice Girls, How Girl Power Changed Britain, which was a three-episode documentary series. And uh, honestly, it was really good. I didn't really know much about the Spice Girls because obviously being a a man or a boy born in the 90s when the Spice Girls were, um, I guess, explicitly targeting women... Um, I just, yeah, didn't really get into the Spice Girls. They weren't really aimed towards me, but it was really interesting to learn a lot more about the history of that group and how they came together and how they were really influential to a lot of women. So I enjoyed that very much. Um, this, uh, there are two more main episodes of 20th Century Boy for the year. So be sure to stay, uh, on board for those. They will be out on, the final one will be the 29th of December and then the 22nd of course will be the second last episode for the year. So going right up till New Year's then I'll take a couple weeks off um, in January just to get my head back into it before we start season four. So yeah, super exciting times. Thank you so much for your support and enjoy this uh, over to me and Dee Dee on her radio show. Now on Afternoons. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. It's time for the showdown. This is the greatest show. 22 minutes to three. The Spice Girls documentary has aired on the Nine Network. You can now see it on Nine Now. I think it's still available to stream there. Uh, Michael Liberale joins me. Hi, Michael. Hello, Dee Dee. I actually think you might be really surprised at what I thought about this Spice Girls documentary, which is called Spice Girls, How Girl Power Changed Britain. And uh, 
Wow, this is an this is an amazing story. But I also love that on the same week that the the long anticipated Beatles documentary Beatles Get Back came out, you instead opt to watch a Spice Girls documentary. Yep, it's mostly because I don't have Apple Plus and I can't stream the Beatles one. I'll sort that out over Christmas time. Uh, Michael, I'm just want to say to you, be very very careful what you say about the Spice Girls in my presence. Um, I, look, Rita Paddy turned her nose up at this and said we were scraping the bottom of the barrel talking about it. And I do not think that is fair at all. If you've watched it, what do you think? One double three six nine three. What did you think of the documentary? And who's your favourite uh, Spice Girl? Michael, just before we get your review, Nikki joins us. Hi, Nikki. Hi, 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 guys. Look, I'm massive Spice Girls fan. Seen the movie a bazillion times. Seen the documentary. Ginger rocks my world. Um... The Beatles, who are they? Go to Spice Girls. <laughs> right. Thank you, Nikki. Uh, Ginger's cool. Posh is my favourite, always has been. Michael, what did you think of it? Because I'm um, sorry, just before you answer, uh, I watched this. My daughter was in the room and she is the same age as you and I figured mm-hmm. so you would have been around about one year old when they were at their peak. Yeah, and I think that I was going to ask about your daughter because I'm the same age as your daughter, but obviously I I think I'm probably the furthest demographic from where the Spice Girls were targeting in their prime. Like I'm a I'm a, I'm a I'm a male, they were definitely a girl power band, so I never really got into the Spice Girls at all, admittedly. I do know most of their popular songs. Um like Wanna Be, To Become One, and they are bangers. I think we can agree that those songs are bangers. And to be honest, I thought this documentary was amazing. I was hooked oh, on every episode. Good. Like it was actually so fascinating to see the story of these like of these girls, of these women, and the barriers that they faced, um, just being a girl group. Um and uh, like trying to make it in the music industry. And I think the way they were treated by a lot of journalists and other musicians, I think there's a lot of grabs in this from people like Noel Gallagher, one of the Oasis uh, brothers, uh, mocking the Spice Girls a lot. And just the strength, particularly of Jerry Halliwell, is she... She's Ginger Spice. Is that right, Dede? That's correct, yeah. And you're right, they became like a punching bag for everyone and people said, oh, they're so commercial. Well, what else are you doing? That's what they're doing to make a living. It didn't matter Mm. that they had commercial arrangements as well. It had sort of, for me, shades of what happened with Britney Spears where they just became a target for people. People turned on them and they became a joke in the media. But it was even nastier than that. It was the tabloids set out to attack and destroy them and, and what I still can't put my finger on apart from that it just they just didn't like the idea that five young women were doing what they wanted, having fun doing it, being successful at it, but they wanted to bring them down. And it was really nasty mm. the way they were attacked, wasn't it? Yeah, and I think also the fact that these were five women who were like uh, very body positive and anti them being purely sexualized for money and they would speak out about that a lot. I think that that strength of of a lot of them again particularly ginger spice she seemed to be one of the very outspoken members but i think it was really admirable and i i didn't know much about them but i really enjoyed this like i i was actually glued to it um and yeah i i remember being a little boy and girl power like a lot of girls at my school would say girl power and it's amazing to see how 
um, much of an influence the Spice Girls had on girls from my generation. Yeah, and the thing, Michael, that having lived through those years, the thing that was so different and so unique about them was that, and it is touched on in the documentary, that up to that point it was just boy band after boy band. That was all that was offered Mm. because all the marketing uh, executives at the record companies believed that that's what young girls wanted to see. And so here was something Mm. being offered to young girls that was quite different. They were sort of almost role models for the young girls. And uh, and it worked. It just worked in that time. And it lasted such a short time. And I do find it interesting because I know there were people at the time who were like, oh, they'll be gone. They're just, you know, a blip on the radar. And yet here we are 25 years later still talking about them. And they are still a very valid and interesting story. One double three six nine three. who was your favourite uh, Spice Girl? Um Something they didn't explain, and I I haven't seen the second episode yet. I've recorded it, and I'm looking forward to watching that tonight. But I didn't really understand at the time, and I didn't really understand in the documentary why Ginger left. Do you think it was just the pressure, Michael? Did you? Was it clear to you? I have watched episode two, and uh, yeah, the vibe I got was just that the criticism and the constant being photographed and paparazzi and everything that came with stardom and celebrity was just too much for her to handle and I think all of them were very young when they became famous and I think it just became a little bit too much for for Jerry in particular and she decided to leave and there was a little bit of time I believe based on this documentary where they were performing as a group of four but um, very quickly, similar to how when uh, Zayn Malik left One Direction, yes. very quickly after oh. one of a boy band or no. girl group leaves, do the rest sort of crumble, which oh. is a shame. Don't open the wound again, please, Mark. I can't bear it. <laughs> it's bad enough that we don't have the Spice Girls anymore and then you bring yeah. One Direction into it. I'm wrecked. I know. Uh, look, I know I need to grow up. But I, look, I love the Spice Girls and I've, I, it really is actually just a fascinating document, even if you don't like their music, on um, the way that they were treated. Did anyone watch? What did you think of it? Did you learn anything from it? One double three six nine three. Back with Michael Liberale showdown in just a moment. It's quarter to three. You're listening to Afternoons on 3AW. Go with insurance that insures Australia's go-getters. Apia. Get set. Go. Michael Liberale, um, I was living for the moment where Posh met Bex. Now, surely, even though you're born before the Spice Girls sort of were at their peak, you're familiar with the whole Posh and Bex scenario. I am familiar with it. I do know that. Uh, well, what's it? What's her name? What's Posh's real name? Victoria. Victoria, Victoria Beckham yes. and David Beckham are married. Are they still together? Yes, they are. Despite the fact Amazing. that people said, "Oh, it won't last," and there were allegations of him having an affair, which I still don't believe. There was so those much... are touched on in later in the documentary series. It's very interesting, and as well as that, there is also discussion of. Mel B and her relationship with comedian Eddie Murphy, who I know most as Donkey from the Shrek franchise, but he, she is actually, she and Eddie Murphy have a child together. Did Mm. you know that? Yes, I did. Oh, okay. That was news (laughs) to me. I had no idea about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And did you know that the Spice Girls are actually planning a world tour? So I think it's being sort of rough. I think I might go after seeing this documentary. I'm keen to see, like, because they actually show either in, I think it's episode two, they show the Spice Girls reuniting for the London 2012 Olympics. 
Um, and there's such an awesome moment. Like, it's actually great to see them all just back together. And I'm not even a fan of them, but I think I've inadvertently just become a fanboy from watching this documentary. This is excellent news because uh, judging by the number of calls we've had, uh, aka zero, uh, no, just the one about <laughs> loving Jerry, um, you and I are probably the only two that will be there, but we will be there, Michael. So apparently they're having trouble talking Victoria into doing it Um but the others are all keen too. So I think they've just got to sway her around to it. But she's got a very successful career as a fashion designer. And so there's really, from a money point of view, she doesn't need to. Um, but there was a fight as a result of this documentary in my house, Michael. Would you like to hear? Was there? Yeah. I definitely want to hear. Well, it ties in with exactly what the documentary is about, and that is all the tabloid lies that were told about them. And so mm. um, my husband wouldn't enter the room while it was on the TV, and I said, oh, I'm nearly up to the bit. I can't wait for the bit where Posh meets Bex. And he said, oh, well, she was responsible for him leaving Man United because she got between him and the manager. And, so, and I said, that is exactly that is exactly what this documentary is about. Stop blaming the women for everything. It's not their fault. It's like how Yoko Ono broke up yes. the Beatles to reference another music documentary. Apparently. Um, it it seems to always be a woman's fault when um, something happens to a man's career, which is a shame. Exactly. And that, I think, sums up why this is such an interesting documentary. It is still streaming on Nine now. Michael, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I thought you might be hating it. it. So appreciate it. appreciate you watching Fort Showdown. Look forward to chatting with you again next week. Michael Liberale there. And we'll take a quick break. It's five to three. Now. On Afternoons. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. It's time for the showdown. It's 25 to 3. Have you seen, have you watched the Sex and the City reboot? And just like that, what do you think of it? There are lots of different elements that have been discussed a great deal in the media. One, the women look their age. Two, their fashion. Three, the Peloton thing, whatever the bicycle thing was, the big was on. Um, And the absence of Samantha, lots of different things. Joining me now to discuss, Michael Liberale, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Dee Dee. Uh, Look, I will say to the listeners, most of the time it kind of goes one for one where I choose something we'll talk about on Showdown, then you talk about something we'll talk about on Showdown. This was definitely your week um, because (laughs) as a 27-year-old man, Sex and the City is almost the polar opposite of, of anything that I would be interested in, but I am totally open to watching new things. But this is kind of like me asking you to come and watch the new Spider-Man movie with me this weekend, which I don't think you'd be that interested in. I'm so glad. Yeah, Yeah. this is our last one. (laughs) (laughs) Zero interest. Otherwise, next week it'd be all Spidey. (laughs) So did you, you, and I'm happy to answer any questions you might have, but Mm. as as a piece of television, if you were coming into it cold, what did you make of it? Oh, I, I mean, I didn't think it was, like, bad, but I just had no idea about any of the in-references to the universe of the original show. And obviously we're living in this era where everything has to have a prequel and a sequel and all these expanded things, and this is part of that culture. And I imagine for a particular demographic this is really exciting, but for me, I, I only watched the first episode of the two that are available and it was it just felt like a pretty normal drama series. Is that kind of what it is? Well, 
how kind of I actually I don't know how to define it because it was kind of funny. It's a little bit different for those of us who are diehard fans of Sex and the City because some so it's always been four women and that at the time mm. when it launched, I think it was a oh god, I can't even think off the top of my head what year it was, but at the time it was quite groundbreaking and they would talk about sex a lot and they were using all of the words and everyone was a bit shocked Mm. by that because it was on after nine o'clock at night. It was unusual to have, yeah, four women all starring in a show that was just about female relationships. One double three six nine three. if anyone has um, uh, watched Sex and City over the years, what did you think of and just like that or what do you think about it? One of the things that was criticised for, Michael, and this is what I don't really get, was that it was too straight and too white, which I find baffling because two of the key characters in it are, are gay. Um, but mm. being too white, to me, that was just what that show was. And if you were watching it and you want to see someone who isn't white, then don't watch that show. Watch a different show. Um, so there's new characters have been introduced. But, yes, there's one missing from the four, and that's oh, – I'm sorry, I'm rambling all over the place. Uh, Samantha is missing. Now, What did, did, how, did that make sense to you? Yeah, I'm definitely aware of the fact that there are four original Sex and the City girls, but um, from what I understand, and I'm, this may or may not be a spoiler to people who wanted to watch it, they've kind of um, th- there's been some off-screen drama uh, between the actresses, leading to the actress for Samantha not wanting to appear in this, and they've given a reason in the actual story as to why she's not there, which is that she's kind of disconnected with the friends and has gone over to live in London. Yes. And from what I can tell, people are pretty disappointed in this. Like hardcore fans are disappointed. Um, no, I, I think as a hardcore fan and, and I qualify that by saying I've actually gone to the steps of Carrie's house and had my picture taken in New York. So that's, wow. there's always, so it's a little street called, I don't know what they say the, the, the street is that she lives in the show, but it's actually a little street called Perry street in New York and it's it's like a, a holy grail and in fact they had to put a chain up across it saying do not stand, you're not allowed to actually stand on the steps wow. that lead up to the apartment yeah it's that bad, there's always <laughs> crowds of people along there waiting so to have them. It's kind of like um, it's like Abbey Road you know uh, yes. how people try to go across the road at Abbey Road? Yeah, okay, yeah. wow, that's huge. And and I'm not actually joking. It is exactly the same thing. I realise it's a different holy grail depending on your taste and, and whatever you're into. But for fans of the show, it definitely is. That. I'd love to hear from anyone else who has actually done that because uh, I did step up one step and so I was standing on the step in front of the sign that says do not stand on the step. Um, (laughs) Do you, did you, Michael, coming in and watching it, did you understand why there is this love for Sarah Jessica Parker or are you just kind of scratching your head going, huh, she's just an actress? No, I can totally get it. Like that character just from this first episode seems so full of life and and comedy and humor and fun so i can definitely understand people loving it one thing i did love in this is how uh because because the characters carry that uh, that she plays and she now works on a podcast and i just think that's such a such a classic way to make everyone know that this is set in the current day that this is 2021 because the main character is now doing a podcast which is so big now uh i love that Absolutely, yeah. Like so, in the original show, she was a writer, a columnist in a newspaper, and then she published a book. Oh. Um, and and every column was a different 
thing, and it's, I think it's all based – so Candace Bushnell is the author of the books that it's based on, and apparently they were sort of a pulled together from stories of women in her own life and things that had happened to them, and mm-hmm. they were made into episodes. So each episode was a column that Carrie was writing and the topic that she was writing about that day and then things that would happen would, would fit with that. All right, we're going to take a break. Michael and I would like to hear your calls. Have you seen, have you watched the Sex and the City TV series, the new one, and just like that? Two episodes have already gone to air and a new one will come out each Thursday. If you've seen the first two, are you going to stick with it or are you a bit like, meh, not so sure? Uh, and what's good or bad about it? We'll take your calls. One double three six nine three. Michael Liberale is with me. Showdown, we are looking today at And Just Like That, which is the reboot of Sex and the City. If you've got thoughts, one double three six nine three. Have you ever, by the way, uh, after my trip to Perry Street in New York to Carrie's house, have you ever made a pilgrimage to somewhere from a TV show that you loved? One double three six nine three. Michael Riley joins us. Hi, Riley. Hi. Um, I just I don't like Miranda. I used to watch it with my with my friends, and it's it's lacking substance. You know, it's just disappointing. It's letting letting me down. I feel they've yeah. made, made her really clumsy, haven't they, Riley? That scene where she was sort of awkward at the university. It's not like her at all. They've just it's just like they've just had a dive in my flatty hole, and just not. I just don't like it anymore. I can't understand what they've done. It's just crazy, as you said. No, it's Good changed. Word. The dynamic has changed. Thank you, Riley. The dynamic has changed without Samantha there. Samantha was always the cheeky and the sort of um, – and, Michael, I know that question I was trying to answer that you asked earlier was, it, you know, is it a drama? or it, it sort of had elements of comedy, but a lot of the comedy came from Samantha because mm. she was sort of wild and really sexy and, and she would drop right. some of the funniest lines and it seems to have lost that. Uh, Penny, good afternoon. Hi, D.D., yes. Look, I couldn't agree more with the previous um, caller. I used to love it and so did my husband and we watched both episodes last night and look, we thought it was cringeworthy. Cringeworthy? Gosh. Lame. Yeah. Wow. It just sort of, yeah, we, we just, oh, we thought we can't watch this anymore. We love the old show but uh, look, I think, yeah, Samantha is the essential ingredient that mm. really is missing. Maybe and, she is. Um, Yes. Yeah, okay. And they tried hard, but I think that it just didn't hit the mark and sort of it was the script and the missing Samantha in in our uh, eyes. It was sort of lame too. I, I mean, I suppose we're the similar genre age-wise, but just felt it was, yeah, lame and it yeah. just felt uncomfortable. Okay, Penny, thank you. See, for me it felt, it is, lame's too strong a word, it is a sort of a, I don't know, it didn't come in with a big bang, but for me it just felt comfortable watching this show that I've always loved. There was something comfortable about being with those girls again, which I quite liked, but maybe people were expecting more. Uh, Jim, good afternoon. Yeah, the vicar of Dibley was shot in a uh, a little village in Buckinghamshire called Turville. And my wife and I made a pilgrimage there, and there's her um, Geraldine's residence and the church of St <laughs> Barnabas and the whole area. It's just gorgeous, absolutely beautiful. That's a nice place to make a pil- pilgrimage to. Michael, have you ever done that? Have you ever gone to somewhere from a movie or TV? I never have, but I like if I ever make it over to the US, the the main thing I want to do is go to the Tom's restaurant from Seinfeld, followed by uh, the cafe from Friends, like. I've seen so many people oh, taking Michael. photos and that 
that iconic stretch of um that says Tom's restaurant on the outside that's literally that establishing shot uh, from Seinfeld. I would love to go there. Yes. I've got some terrible news for you. Central Perk oh. doesn't exist. Doesn't it? No. Oh, since when? When did Central Park Perk Ever. not become a thing? It's it's not. It's a brilliant what? name, but it took me a long time to go, oh, that's why they called it that. Obviously, it must have been imaginary near Central Park. No, uh, completely fictional. It's not oh, there. Poor. I feel so silly, but I swear I have seen friends post photos there, but it must be like a set then. Maybe, yeah. Maybe after the reunion show, they they've set something up. I don't know, but um, you know, I don't think I don't think it's real. I feel uh, like I've just embarrassed myself on on no, Melbourne radio Tom's, because Tom's I genuinely thought it was a real place. Stress yeah, the one okay. that's really there. Yeah. Well, no, I I thought it was too. I I actually thought it was, and it was mm. only when I was like doing research, going where can where can I go to? What can I go and see that I've seen <laughs> on the telly? Uh, discover that it's not. But yeah, you're right. Tom Tom's diner or Tom's restaurant is the one that they use. Um, in in Seinfeld. Linda, good afternoon. Oh, good afternoon, Diddy. Uh, look, a bit of a funny one. Um, years ago, when our children were really little, um, uh, my girlfriend flew us up to Sydney to spend a weekend with us because, with her because she was really homesick. So we all went up there and she's all excited and she's got the big, this fantastic itinerary and she's taking us here and taking us there. And the only thing my husband and I wanted to go and see was the the, the original, the, the, the first thing that they did on the block, you know, the block in Sydney with the bosses. Oh. <laughs> on television, she was so disappointed. When she, that was all we wanted to see in Sydney was the, was the, where they'd done the block. It was hilarious. Her well, face, I'll never forget it. They get massive crowds to the opening of the the block houses when they're done, even still, Linda. So you're not alone. I think a lot of people would love to go and see because when you've seen it be done on the telly, you want to see it in real life. Sally, good afternoon. Hello, Dee Dee. Look, it's just too early to assume the worst on, you know, and just like that because, you know, we had to get over the death of Big and all the new woke people. So, you know, I don't, I don't think we can kill it off yet. Yeah. It's too it's too much to kill off yet. We just – little steps forward, I think we just need I to take I think with so. Them. Yeah, and I'm not – I don't know if I love all the woke people either, Sally, if I'm really being honest. Thank you for your call. Michael, I need to thank you very, very much for filling in on this segment for Kirsten, my producer, who's been on leave for some time. She'll be back in the new year. So your work here is done. It's been absolutely wonderful. You've been fantastic. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks, Dee Dee. It's been a pleasure for me too. So thanks for having me on board. Wonderful. Michael Liberale there, and that's our last showdown for the year. Kirsten will be back in the new year. It's six minutes to three. That is it, guys. I know I said this at the top of the episode, but I did want to reiterate uh, that it was actually really cool for me to do this. I am trying to find more opportunities to do stuff like this and more opportunities to, yeah, like speak and uh, do radio stuff, um, as well as obviously podcasts as well. So this has been really fun and I, uh, yeah, I genuinely really appreciate it. I've gotten a lot of feedback from you guys that really enjoy this stuff. So I also wanted to say, and I know I said this in the top, but um, if you were into like pop culture and movie stuff, there is um, an experimental thing I'm going to be starting in 2022 that is going to bring uh, more of that stuff. As well as on my YouTube channel, there's um, a lot of content surrounding uh, all of that. But um, yeah, stay tuned for that as well as uh, patreon.com slash radio mic if you are interested in supporting me that really helps uh we nearly have 50 patrons there which is amazing and i've really appreciated it 
So yeah, guys, uh, I will speak to you before it, but have a Merry Christmas if this is the last thing you listen to from me before Christmas. Hope you have a Merry Christmas, whatever your denomination is. I hope uh, you have a safe holiday. And uh, yeah, I, uh, I really appreciate you listening. Thanks, guys. Catch you soon. This podcast was a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to check out all our other content. Stay up to date at radio.mike on Instagram and get in touch. RadioMikePod at gmail.com.